This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Joining us this evening to unpack the day's market activity is Viv Gavinder from Rand Swiss Offshore. Viv, a pleasure. Good evening. Thanks for having me. Fantastic, Viv. It looks like it was a decent end to the week with the Australia Index up just over half a percent. What did this week look like and how did we close off the day? Uh, it's a bit of, uh, I think good news is bad news and bad news is good news. helped us end the week uh, more positively. Uh, we had some uh, you know, pretty bad news at the top of the week, which was higher U.S. inflation. Um, and that obviously was uh, negative because it meant a uh, bigger chance that we won't have rate cuts uh, as early as we had hoped. Uh, but we had some, you know, weaker U.S. retail figures coming out that uh, meant that the economy was weakening, and therefore the market loved that, and that's one of the reasons we ended up positive. Uh, unfortunately, at the end of the week, because uh, today basically we had the PPI numbers, production uh, numbers from the U.S. that uh, came in, showing that uh, it's good the production inflation is not falling, uh, you know, uh, as people have been hoping uh, as much, and uh, as you had a bit of an uptick, and that uh, I think is also troublesome because production inflation eventually feeds into consumer inflation. I also ask you, Viv, how markets have digested all the issues of a recession, uh, that word flying around more uh, often than we'd like over the last few days. Yeah, look, I mean, you said technical recession, making it sound almost like, you know, this not quite a real recession. <laughs> yeah. But trust me, <laughs> but the, the Germans, the, the, the British and the uh, Japanese are definitely having what would feel like a real recession. Uh, you know, uh, German industrial production is under pressure. The UK is really has had trouble. And pretty much the Japanese economy has been stagnant almost for the last several decades. Uh, you know, if you look at the Nikkei, for instance, it, it, it hit a peak around the early 1990s. and had real trouble getting back to that level in the next basically 30-plus uh, years. Uh, so, yeah, these are big struggling economies all for their own reasons, uh, Brexit and the political issues in the UK. Uh, has issues, of course, for the fact that they've lost the Russian uh, gas, uh, you know, that has helped their economy like, you know, prosper. And also, they're entering a demographic issue with regards to the aging workforce. And obviously, Japan has been in the aging situation for a long time and has a huge, huge uh, you know, debt situation that they, like, you know, it's very difficult to see how they can ever handle that. I must also ask you uh, how we are, uh, how we saw the markets faring uh, today, specifically looking at resources. We've seen resources have a very buoyant week, and that's something we don't see very often. In fact, uh, resources are often the first to suffer uh, should any negative news come out of anywhere in the world. Yeah, um, the resource sector, I mean, it, it, it's been uh, positive the last week, you know, uh, up, you know nicely in the last you know, few days. But if you had to look at it, for instance, uh, you know, even from the from the start of the year, you know, basically looking at about uh, January, the start of January, uh, we are significantly from that point of view. So yes, it's a, it's a recovery of the last couple of days, but uh, compared to where we were, you know, three months ago, even a year ago, it's it, it's been a significantly bad period for the resource sector. Keen to get into some company news with you now, Viv. Uh, maybe starting off with MultiChoice. That's a big one for the week. We saw that share price uh, going all the way up, breaching the 105 uh, a mark. Uh, that's what Canal Plus was essentially offering uh, them. Does that tell us that uh, Canal Plus was uh, not quite correct about what a MultiChoice is really worth, uh, considering that we have seen uh, this price uh, come up to that price? Yeah, at least I think shareholders are hoping it's not quite, you know, all that it's worth. And, uh, you know, Quite frankly, if you look at the uh, price of multi-choice over the last, you know, little while here, uh, it's been significantly higher than this before. 
Uh, I mean, if you go back, uh, like I said, just a, like a little while, you know, not that far back, actually, uh, you'd find that uh, it was trading, uh, you know, well above where we are right now. Uh, just say, if you look back, so for instance, uh, back to 2000 and say, say 22, uh, it was more than, you know, to a 30% higher than the current price. And yes, we've recovered a little bit from there. Uh, from recent lows when, you know, at the end of last year, it was sitting closer to the 63 rounds. Uh, but, you know, people can remember a few years ago, and they can remember what the price was. I think the fact that it's above the asking price uh, for uh, from McKenna Plus is nothing to do with any particular fundamentals of the company at the moment. It's, I think, just basically, um, you know, shareholders do believe that they can get a bit more than what um Plus is currently offering either. Also, can you get your thoughts on what it means for Jeff Bezos to be selling off more than $2 billion in his Amazon stock? Sometimes it's for very specific or very personal reasons. It's like asking, you know, you, what does it mean that you spent a couple thousand rounds last month and you make a difference to the world, you know? Uh, yeah, it sounds like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and it is a lot of money to everyone else in the world. Uh, but $2 billion is like 1% of Jeff Bezos' net worth. Um, you know, it, it would be literally like if you're worth a million rounds, it would be like you spending 20,000 rounds or something. Uh, so it, that's the kind of, uh, you know, difference it makes there. Uh, look, he's done this in the past. Um, he's not, uh, you know, uh, maybe he has some kind of expenditures that he's looking at. He's already he has this, uh, a couple of things out there that he's doing in addition to this. Uh, the biggest one probably is his space uh, thing, but he's also got obviously the New York, uh, the Washington Post. And he's also done a, a bunch of crazy things, like for instance, he's built a clock that'll last 10,000 years, and that's cost like I think $40 million or something like that. Um, but it, it's uh, it's interesting to see, but like I said, when he's worth almost $200 billion, a couple of billion dollars here or there is almost like, you know, moving, uh, you know, uh, cutlery around in the, on the table, not actually changing your furniture. Then I'm keen to get your thoughts also on what we're seeing here with Delta property. A lot of uh, these property funds have actually run into quite a few problems. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, the property sector has been under huge, huge issue. Uh, it's a difficulty here. Uh, if you think about it, uh, you know, most property funds are significantly in debt because that's how you make money off property. You go and borrow money, you buy more property than you basically have cash for. And obviously, because property has a reasonably good, uh, you know, um, income stream coming from it, you use the income stream to pay off the debt. Uh, and that's been the way uh, these companies have worked. The problem is the debt, uh, the servicing goes up a lot when interest rates go up a lot. And that's been the case over the last couple of years. And you know, the only place in the world that's happened to, it's happened elsewhere as well. But what the real issue here is apparently the reports that they've come out with uh, have not been up to uh, this, uh, snuff, basically. And the JC is saying that the, the stuff that they've basically been reporting has been false and misleading information. Uh, which is obviously very concerning. I personally am, am very nervous when any kind of company rep- uh, is said to have false or misleading information in the reports. Because quite frankly, I mean, no uh, analyst that's you know, at my level looks at any individual company you know, on the full uh, physical level. They look at the reports. Mm-hmm. We don't go and look at their buildings. We don't go and examine you know, every room to make sure it's correctly you know, monitored. We look at the, the underlying you know, flows in and out of the company or whatever. We just say, this is a report the company is giving us. We trust them to be true and then we make a valuation analysis on that. So this is quite disturbing, I think, for uh, property. Sure. And before we move on, let's talk on CUP. They're expecting uh, to see their earnings fall, but that's based on restatements. Uh, CUP, uh, CUP Agri and their expectations, oh. yes, of the, the what the restatements will do to their earnings. Oh, yeah. 
look, I mean, if you had to look at uh, Kabaji at the moment here and look at basically where it's been over the last five years, I always try and look at the share price down about 70% uh, basically over the last five years uh, under a huge amount of pressure. And I do think that, uh, you know, considering just uh, some of the issues around the African economy, the fact that logistics has been uh, you know, under such pressure, uh, it, it is, you know, makes sense to try to dispose of that, uh, that duty trans business here. Uh, and I do think that we need to be seeing a bit of recovery in the overall uh, economy before you can see a company like Cup, I think, really recover. Uh, the environment really affects companies like this that are really dependent on underlying economic activity for their uh, profitability. Well, with all we have time for this evening, always a pleasure chatting to you. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Fantastic. Oh, wow. That's Viv Govender. He's a senior analyst at Rand Swiss Offshore. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.